Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. I've stated this before, but I'm going to say it again. I am not a seer or a prophet. Providing my opinion based on world events and biblical truth is why I write these articles and why I create these audios. From my somewhat limited view of global events and the fallout from them, as well as how things have been moving over the past four to five decades, it appears that nothing will create the retreat needed to push us back toward favorable times with God and humanity. There's no going back. In fact, it is biblically clear that we are quickly approaching the worst time this earth will have ever seen, as noted in Scripture in what the Bible refers to as the coming tribulation, otherwise known as Daniel's 70th week or the time of Jacob's trouble. Now, though Satan has been relentless in his pursuit to be like the Most High, Isaiah 14, 14, he has still been on a God-controlled leash. Try as he might, Satan could not bring the Antichrist to the world stage before this because of God's specific timing. Now, while Satan may have had a man in every generation ready for that purpose, for instance, Hitler and others, he was limited in what he could accomplish because of God's overall purposes and timing. However, it certainly appears that the roadblocks deliberately placed by God to limit what Satan could accomplish are being removed in fairly quick succession now as we quickly approach the upcoming seven-year tribulation, Daniel 9, Matthew 24, and that just seems terribly obvious to me, and it probably does to you as well. I have no idea how much more time will pass before this coming terrible seven years of judgment will officially begin. But if globalists have their way, the world will be forcibly united as one by 2030 under their rule. And that's now less than six years away. There are simply too many things to happen and will happen to ignore. I find it interesting that way back in 1969, Dr. Richard Day revealed aspects of what was already planned for the future in a lecture in which he apparently asked people not to take notes. This is part of what he stated then. And I'd like readers to note that this is only based on the first of three articles on that subject. We'll take up more of it in an upcoming audio. Dr. Day stated to those in attendance the following. Plans much bigger than communism have been set in motion, and people who were not primarily in office, but people of prominence and known to the public through their occupations or private positions, have the power to devise and implement such plans, to enter the 21st century with a running start. Everything is in place, and nobody can stop us now. Do the names Bill Gates, George Soros, or Klaus Schwab come to mind when you read people of prominence who have the power to make things happen? Just some of the things highlighted in that lecture, and this is not an exhaustive list that would be initiated, including the following. Compulsory sterilization, contraception, euthanasia, and the demise pill. Families will diminish in importance. Fashion and sexuality, fluoridation, GMO crops, homosexuality, laboratory babies, living space, and Agenda 21, media and sex, new difficult to diagnose and untreatable disease, population control, sex education, suppressing cancer cures as a means of population control. Again, that's just a partial 
partial listing of what Dr. Day covered. Now, it should be clear today that most of that list has come to fruition or is in various stages of coming to fruition. One obvious thing missing is transgenderism. But back then, it would have been laughed at and ridiculed as was cross-dressing. We know, however, that it is definitely part of what grew out of the issue of homosexuality. Well, during that same lecture, Dr. Day also noted, quote, people will have to get used to the idea of change, that they'll be expecting change. Nothing will be permanent. And he also said, people are too trusting. People don't ask the right questions. Well, too many believed everything Fauci and others said, and unfortunately still do. They dutifully lined up for the mRNA gene therapy jab that was said to be 95% effective. It is still touted as safe and effective while any adverse effects and deaths are ignored. We'll talk about that more in an upcoming audio. The second issue that is not listed in the list I gave you is the complete eradication of Christianity. However, it's obvious that this is implied in that list itself. Christianity won't be eradicated because that would mean God would have to be eradicated. But if globalists empowered by Satan can create an environment that is extremely hostile to Christians, as happened during the Roman Empire and later with the French Terror and the Bolshevik Revolution, they'll settle for that. During these events, millions of Christians were killed for simply being Christians. Linda Kimball tells us of the effort to fully eradicate Christianity, and I have links for all this in my transcript. We are looking, she says, at the final eradication of the Orthodox Christianity and of what was once known as Christendom in Protestant America. And of all the people, Irish, German, French, Canadian, New Zealanders, Americans, and so on, whose mainly Christian ancestors carved out these civilizations and called them home. Kimball also states that following, she states the following about how today's Christ-hating Luciferians have simply taken the baton from previous generations and continue Satan's work of total destruction. Quote, today's Luciferian New World Order builders are determined to finish the job of eradicating what yet remains of the Christian-based Western and American civilizations and their people since they bear the taint of their Christian past. Now, a third item not directly listed above is the abject and growing hatred of Israel and Jews, which is underway today. The war between Ukraine and Russia and U Ukraine's Nazis, as well as Hamas and their identification with Nazis in, an, in, in attempting to wipe out Jews has come to the surface. It's very clear. Yet in spite of this, people around the world rally behind Ukraine and Nazis there. Either they don't notice the Nazis or they don't care and simply side against Jews. Well, the prophet Zechariah had something to say about that in Zechariah 12.3. And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples. All who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. The world seems not to care that Hamas attacked Israel on October 7th, raping, torturing, outright murdering innocent Jews and others because of Israel's alleged apartheid that doesn't actually exist. Notice Hamas did not attack Israel's military. They didn't have the guts to do that. Instead, like the true criminals and cowards they are, they attacked innocent, unarmed people. They took many hostages and have simply killed most of them after torturing them first. The women they hold now, from what we understand, are continually raped and beaten, and women's groups throughout the world remain silent. 
But let's remind ourselves that first and second century church fathers believed what many ancient rabbis believed, that there will be a total of 6,000 years of human history that leads directly up to the final 1,000-year millennium kingdom over which Jesus will rule with a rod of iron. I say that because that takes the world to somewhere between 2030 and 2050. We're almost there. And let's also remind ourselves that it is abundantly clear from Scripture that before the Antichrist takes his final position as final human world ruler over humanity, fully empowered by Satan, the world must become unified as one global government ruled by ten kings. I believe that's Revelation 17. Once the ten kings take their positions of rule over a tenth part of the earth, it will be then that Antichrist makes his move and uh, to gain supremacy over the ten kings. This will put him in conflict with three, whereby he will uproot them. Whatever that means, probably kill, leaving seven. Antichrist will become the eighth, though in reality, he will exercise supremacy over the seven backed by the false prophet. And this is still yet future, obviously. But I can see a confluence of events occurring and possibly in fairly quick succession, which will usher the 10 kings and then Antichrist into their positions. For instance, since it appears from the Bible and early church writings that the pre-trib rapture was their embraced doctrine, having learned it directly from the apostles, this event could occur at some point soon in this coming confluence events. It will certainly make it easier for other events to occur because of it. Why? Well, when the rapture happens, millions of people will be removed from this earth. And the world will need an explanation. You can't just have that happen with nobody explaining why it happened. So, enter space aliens, which are nothing more than demons in disguise, to help convince the entire world that the people were removed for their benefit, the people's benefit, as well as the world's. These aliens will reveal themselves as benevolent, higher, more intelligent beings who will explain that prior to this event, the rapture, the great evacuation as it's known within New Age circles, they could not reveal themselves because of the issues created by those who were removed due to, among other things, their lack of belief in higher powers or ascended masters and, ultimately, Gaia herself. So, Christians will be blamed for the increase in all negative things, and now that Christians are gone, oh, the world can progress toward nirvana. Well, the aliens will tell people that the only recourse they had in order to be able to help the entire planet move forward was to actually take those people who were holding it back and place them on other planets where they can spiritually evolve at their own pace or not. Barbara Marciniak, one of the New Age go-to leaders, taught this years ago. Now, once this great evacuation occurs, along with the alien reveal, two things in one, the world can then become fully unified into one truly global government. We'll be on, the world will be on its way. Since the Holy Spirit lives in Christians and works through that body of Christ, which is the invisible church, well, with the church gone, the Holy Spirit no longer has the body of Christ to work through. So you can see that the rapture happens immediately followed by the reveal of the aliens. That's the way I see it. For all intents and purposes, the Holy Spirit will no longer act as a restraint against evil through the church. Now, it's probably not hard to imagine that once this occurs, the increase of evil will just go off the charts. Yet, the people of this world will believe good things are just around the corner. 
and aliens will be here to assure everyone that things are as good as those who held things back are no longer in the way, creating a win-win situation for Earth and the people on the Earth and those who remove removed from the Earth to other planets. So where does this leave us? Well, it leaves us with the knowledge that God's plans, as revealed in Scripture, are coming to fruition. It leaves us realizing that things will not change for the better, but will become far worse. The Bible tells us what the future will be like prior to his return and the setting up of his kingdom. Just a quick read of the book of Revelation highlights God's judgments of famines, war, pestilences, hatred, more war, along with the release of uh, hordes of demonic creatures driven by hatred that compels them. I realize that there are many who say, oh, well, we should pray that God will reverse what is happening. All we need is a strong leader in the White House, and that'll change. But how then would God's revealed will be accomplished? Oh, we should pray, yes, but we need to pray for his strength, his insight, and godly critical thinking skills, which is wisdom. That's what we need to pray for. Just like during Noah's day, the times were constantly and terribly and increasingly evil. Now, obviously, while God protected Noah during those very dark days, because God had a purpose for Noah, when God did pour out his wrath in the form of a global flood, God had Noah tucked safely away in the ark where no harm would befall him. Likewise, during the days of Lot, the times were horribly bad there. I don't think we really know how bad they were, and it wasn't just homosexuality. God seemed to protect Lot as well. But on the day of God's wrath, when that poured out, angels needed to remove Lot from the area before judgment could rain down. Remember, we're talking about God's wrath. We honestly, again, have no idea what Noah and Lot went through or had to put up with in their respective days. Well, the same principle applies to Christians today, I believe. If the beginning of the tribulation, which is the outpouring of God's wrath, is drawing near, which it is, I firmly believe God will remove his church from this earth before he begins pouring out his wrath at the start of the coming seven years. Now, up until that starting point, we can assume that the level of evil and ferocity will increase, but God may or may not protect us through those growing dark times leading up to the pouring out of his wrath. So in reality, we should not be thinking that the pre-trib rapture is our escape clause. It's not, and it's not going to save us from the increasing evil because there is no biblical guarantee that God will keep all evil from harming us. We may face persecution. We may face threats. Jesus said in this world, we're going to have trials and tribulations. However, those tribulations he was speaking about are completely different than the tribulation where his wrath is poured out from beginning to the end. And we may die before the rapture occurs and before the tribulation starts. The pre-trib rapture only allows us to escape God's wrath because we are not appointed to it, 1 Thessalonians 5.9. It does not provide escape from either man's wrath or Satan's. We need only look to the book of Job to see that. In effect, we Christians need to adjust our outlook and perceptions. We need to realize that as long as we remain here, things will increasingly become worse until a tipping point is reached. At the same time, God is still moving hearts to receive his salvation. We are his voice as we continue to attempt to introduce people to Jesus. 
But here's the deal. Satan won't stop working. He will not stop hating us. He won't decide to throw in the towel. He will become more resolute. Well, thanks for joining me today. And I pray until we meet again that God would open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective. 